Welcome back to the Health Triad Method podcast. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking all about post-workout nutrition, especially whey protein and the impact it could be having on your health and well-being. We're joined today by head coach Stacy, transformation coach Chris, and doctor of cardiovascular medicine and transformation coach Dr. Jyoti Patel. Here's a quick snippet of what to expect in our podcast today, and then we'll get into the main body. So we keep hearing this notion that if you don't eat your post-workout meal within 20 minutes of training, suddenly you're going to lose all of the benefits of that training session. And we need to nip that thought process in the bud because we aren't all athletes. We're not training to be bodybuilders. We're not training to step on a stage or most of us aren't about to go and do a photo shoot. We're not about to go and compete in the Olympics. So I think it's time that we actually bring a more practical solution to post-workout nutrition and how can we just make these things easier for us all? So we're joined by the team today and we are going to be discussing post-workout nutrition. So we keep getting asked, is there an optimal time to be consuming this post-workout nutrition? Is there a certain amount of protein, a certain amount of carbs that need to go in there to make it optimal? Um, and is whey protein okay for us? Is it healthy or is it too processed to be effective for our health long-term? So this is what we're covering today. And right at the end, we're going to give our own examples of what we eat post-workout so you can get a bit of an idea about what we do. So let's kick off with, I think, what should we be having post-workout? Is is there a, an optimal thing that we should be consuming? I think, Stacey, we'll start with you. Yeah, so I think, like a lot of things, it comes back to the optimal versus practical discussion. Like you can have, for example, a protein shake or you know a meal that contains protein, fairly soon after your workout, then by all means do. It's definitely good from a recovery standpoint, from a muscle protein synthesis, so muscle growth and repair standpoint. Um, but I think where people trip up is they think like, oh my God, if I don't have my protein shake within half an hour of training, I've missed my anabolic window after I train and then all my training is wasted. <laughs> it's, it's not that black and white, you know? So if you can have your shake, you know, as you leave the gym or in one, you're in the car on the way home, then great, do. But if you can't, if you're running around like a crazy person or if you find that your digestion is not great immediately after training, there's no harm in waiting an hour before you have your meal. Like it's not going to undo your progress. It's not going to detract from the benefit of your workout. So I think don't get caught up on the fine details and miss the big picture, I think is the, the big thing. So what you're saying is if, if somebody doesn't have their post-workout within 20 minutes, it's not going to ruin their whole progress over the course of a week, a month, a year, as long as they're consistent with the other blocks that we've talked about in the past, right? Yeah, that's it. Big picture, you know, if your intake over the course of the day is good, you're still getting your good food in, you're still training hard, that's the majority of the battle. If you miss your shake within half an hour, I promise you won't see your muscle deteriorate before your eyes. Okay. But this is interesting because there is a worry and a bit of a fear around that for a lot of people. Um, but actually, there's so much more that needs to be worked on. But I think there's another side of it is what is an individual's goal? And if an individual's goal is, I just want to feel a bit healthier, I want to improve my body composition, I need to drop 15 to 20 kilos of, of body fat, these minute details aren't going to have a significant impact. If somebody's already there, if somebody's like lean, like within the like sub 10% body fat, then maybe these things will start to come into, into play. But like we've talked about before, that's not the majority of people we work with. And I think that's important to recognize. But how about timings of the day? Does it change? I mean, do we have different recommendations for somebody that's training first in the morning versus, you know, last thing at night? 
Generally, if you're training earlier on in the day, particularly sort of in a fasted state, that post-workout nutrition is probably going to become a little bit more important because chances are that's the first meal of the day. So we want to get a decent chunk of protein in there to, to get that muscle protein um, elevated. So you'd probably rather try and get a decent whole meal in after that session if possible. And obviously that'll kick off the rest of your day. If you were training later on um, and you'd had a couple of meals, you've already got you know, a decent bit of food in the system, muscle protein synthesis is probably already fairly elevated if you've been hitting your protein throughout the day. So that post-workout meal is probably a little bit less important. So that's where potentially a shake might be a better option. Um, easy to digest, especially if you're training quite late and you're going to be close to bedtime. You might not have time to get in you know, a decent whole meal and then sleep well. So a shake could be an option there. It would just depend on, you know, if you're training fast in the morning, how close to bed you are, just taking into account digestion because we don't want to then affect sleep or affect potentially food intake for the rest of the day by trying to rush down a big meal immediately after training. Nice. I like, I like that thought process. By the way, who out of us trains first thing in the morning? I know I do. My resistance training I always do. It's usually other trainings in the evening. Normally kind of mid-afternoon. Okay, cool. It would be good to obviously see what we do post-workout. We'll talk about that right at the very end. But we're talking about protein a lot here. And I'm guessing this is the main macronutrient that comes up when it comes towards, you know, recovery and muscle protein synthesis. And this is something we covered right at the very start with what Stacey said. When we're talking about protein, we're not just solely talking about, uh, uh, you know, a whey protein supplement. We're talking about real foods as well, right? And I think the other side of that is whey protein tends to raise a lot of alarm bells for a lot of people. And I know there's that thought process that you start taking these protein shakes and these big tubs, and sometimes they do look quite, you know, masculine in a way, these big black tubs with red labels on. But is it really going to turn us into Arnie Schwarzenegger overnight? Uh, Jyoti, what's your experiences when people are asking you about whey protein? What sort of things do you say? Yeah, so I mean, whey protein, it's just a byproduct of making like a dairy product and making cheese. It's like when you get curd and then you get whey as well. Um, and then similar, like if, you have, if you're vegetarian or vegan and you're having um, vegan protein, it's a protein or a rice protein. And... If you look at the ingredients, there isn't a lot in there. There might be a sweetener and there's whey, whey isolate, whey protein. So it's it's not as processed as somebody might compare it to, for example, a chocolate bar or something a bit more like has many ingredients in the nutrition nutritional label. So when people say, do I need whey protein? It's you don't. You can, you know, get protein from your diet, but in terms of the convenience of having whey protein and getting reaching your protein goals for example if you need to hit 150 grams of protein you can that that whey protein will help you get there and then you get your other like protein sources from food mm. so it just makes your life easier and you don't necessarily have to have it straight after training you can have it you can have it later on in the day it's just a type of protein that will help you reach your protein protein goals so not as scary as a lot of people have almost made it out to be and like you said there it's not necessarily any more processed than something like a, a hobnob or a packet of crisps um, but these foods are, tend to be quite commonplace in a lot of people's diet so it's good to distinguish between that and also for anybody that's vegan listening to this that doesn't want a dairy product obviously there are vegan protein supplements available the best ones tend to be a, a mixture of rice and pea protein and it gives a really similar essential amino acid profile 
as whey protein. So you don't have to miss out on that front either. I think it'd be really cool to hear what you guys eat for your kind of post-workout meal. I think starting off with the people at training first thing in the morning, um, I'll, I'll go first actually. So mine's always like 90 grams of, of kind of shredded wheat or some form of cereal, a couple of scoops of whey protein. I tend to have my creatine post-workout just because I always remember to take it then. Um, aside from that, I don't put creatine in my shredded wheat. That'd probably be a bit weird. Um, and I just chuck some fruit in there, whatever fruit I've got available, whether it's a banana, um, I think this week it's been kiwi with skin on and sometimes a bit of honey. So I just keep it quite protein and carb based, but like we've established earlier on, it's always my first meal of the day. So after I've trained, um, and that tends to be my standard post-workout. What, what about you guys that train first thing in the morning? Okay, so I, I'm, I'm also training fasted. So the first meal is um, after workout. And I tend to make like a smoothie. So I'll add things like cottage cheese, whey protein, fruits, sometimes even vegetables. And then I'll have that with Weetabix. So it's almost like getting my carbs from Weetabix and from the fruit and veg. Um, but I normally have about 30 to 40 grams of protein in that entire mix. Nice. And how about you, Stacey? So when I'm training in the morning, usually I'll have either protein yogurt with fruit, so like berries and apple most commonly, mm. um, or I will have a fruit and protein smoothie, some description. So those are my two most common ones in the morning. Um, when I have my evening sessions, so if I'm doing something like kickboxing in the evening, then I will usually just have a shake um, because I'm generally like they're quite high intensity sessions. So I don't feel like great digestively afterwards. Um, so I will either just have, yeah, a shake very simple like that because it's easier. And also at late at night, like Chris mentioned, it's a lot easier for me to just have a shake and go to bed rather than have to, to make a. Yeah, I, I think Chris is going to come in and blow our minds and say he's keto. So he doesn't have cereal carbs. No, I'm only kidding. Chris, what sort of thing do you have post-workout? So generally I have a slightly longer window between post-training and eating, just because that seems to work well for me. If I eat too quickly after it doesn't sit too well and don't feel like I just digest it that effectively. So I'm normally, I'd normally favour something like chicken or some sort of lean uh, minced beef and then things like jack potatoes or a bit of pasta, just keep it simple. But then if I'm a bit pushed for time, often a go-to would be sort of fat-free Greek yogurt with a couple of scoops of whey in there mixed up and then a little bit of frozen fruit. So lots of similarities really in terms of what we do. Um, and I like that you referenced there, like your digestion there, Chris. And I think our next topic of conversation will be, well, how can we optimize our digestion? Because that's been a couple of, uh, well, a couple of times I've discussed that with clients this week. Like how can we actually create an optimal environment for digestion? Especially when we're starting to increase protein, it can be one of the things that um, is impacted. So yeah, guys, I hope anybody listening to this today is taking away a lot of information about how they can optimize or develop their own post-workout nutrition structure and understand that it's not as important as people seem to be making it out it is online with this you know anabolic window this magic window that you need to get all your nutrients in and hopefully we've dispelled a few of the fears around you know protein supplements but anyway we'll catch you all soon have a powerful week and take care if you enjoyed this episode today all I need from you is to subscribe to the podcast, leave a comment, rate the podcast and review it. If you share this podcast to a friend or family member, you will be helping us in our mission to educate and inspire our community to positive change. Thank you again for tuning in. I'm incredibly grateful. And until next time, have a powerful week.